cliffcentral.com. All right, here's Anthea. It's that day. Well, she's fresh off the uh, bicycle. You did a, You did that nine four seven. That horrible how thing. How in this heat? How I, did you manage? I'm not sure "fresh" is the right word. <laughs> well, how are you it. feeling? I feel dreadful. Oh, I feel shame, absolutely Andrea. terrible. Well, I've got to say, let, let me give you credit because um, you, you're not the kind of person who boasts. But I was looking at your at your Twitter this morning, and I saw that you had a couple of pictures there of you and the rest of your your crew who did uh, the, the ride for the Early Care Foundation. That's right. what you're a board member of. I've been to a couple of these uh, these creches that they have all over the townships in South Africa. They really are doing an incredible job. I went to the launch years ago of the Bram Fisherville one, and I've kind of stayed close to it because I think they do amazing work. If you can help kids um, and you can help women in the townships to get jobs helping those children to be raised in a safe environment, giving them some kind of care and attention at an early age, a little bit of education, it's the most terrific foundation. It's called Early Care, and you can find them on Twitter. I've just started following them as well. So you can go to mine and see who I'm following if you want to, and you can find their Twitter handle. But Anthea went out with a team of people, and you guys. two of us. Yeah, and you guys were fundraising for the Early Care Foundation. And uh, well done. Thank you. Well done for doing it. It's a horrible way to spend your Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I can't deny it was a terrible way to spend my Sunday. It was so hard. Mm. But yeah, it's done now. Moving along, we raised some money. Um, I, I must admit that they do the Early Care Foundation does amazing work. It really incredible work. I actually saw your um, charity there as well, Headway. They were oh, also good. cycling. Yeah, cycled. Well, next that's to everybody else should have been careful around them then, because <laughs> you know with the head injuries. But I'll tell you, the Early Care Foundation can be found on Twitter at Early Care underscore, and you can go and see what they do for yourself. All right, so let's get to our, our money this morning. What's happening? Oh, there's so much to talk about. But p- before we start talking about the market, we must start. Um, we must answer Oki's question. Yes. Right? He sent us an email. Yes. Um, what did he say? He said, um, hi, Gareth and the team. I listen to a lot of financial podcasts, especially from the USA. According to the, the uh, various uh, various of these podcasts, the world is going in, going to go into a huge recession, much worse than 2008. Is the market in a bubble? People are encouraged to invest in silver and gold now. Well, you're probably hearing that because the people who are trying to sell you silver and gold are advertising. <laughs> okay, you beat me to the punch. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> it's a bit like that. But no, no, there's probably a, a, a decent reason for it. I mean, you always get these Dr. Dooms. Mark Farber is a big one. Um, so they're always like, oh, the market's going to crash. And guess what? They're going to be right because even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Yes. And eventually the market does turn. So I think the markets, the U.S. particularly, are, are, are presenting amazing company results at the moment. You'll see. We'll talk about Tencent later. Um, oh, because it's listed there. Sorry, right. I, I'm trying to bring too many things in at once. Um, and they're at their lowest Unemployment rate. And so why does he think the market's going to go into a huge in capital letters recession? Because people are telling you so. And then the other thing that I really want to say is that, um, 
I know we speak about the markets and stocks every day, but really the people who are responding and listening to us should be investors, not speculators. That's the first thing, right? And so what you want to do is build a well-diversified portfolio with uncorrelated assets. So gold, silver, very uncorrelated to equities, um, or bonds or even property for that matter. You know, gold and silver tends to be what they call an inflation hedge. So if you're getting increasing inflation, your solid assets like property will increase by the price or by inflation at least. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, that's what you're trying to do always is beat inflation. Um, so there's a big difference between, between short-termers who are actually savers and should not be in the equity market. They should be in fixed deposits bank deposits, money market accounts, because they're going to need their money short term. Um, and the one thing you don't want is for the market to be down when you need to withdraw your money. Although over the long term, historically, equities always outperform other assets. Okay. Um, so what you need to do is give yourself time if you're a real investor. If you're a speculator and you're tr- or a day trader or a scalper, as we call them, what you're trying to do is generate returns on a short-term basis. Well, then you must be sat in front of a, a trading screen and then trade like that. And you know I hate gold. Not hate it. I don't. Well, you say it's for pirates, Anthea. It's for pirates. <laughs> Can I just add that I've, I've spent a bit of time in America, and what you have is on a lot of conservative talk shows and a lot of conservative news channels and websites, you get huge amounts of advertising for gold and silver. And the reason they do that is it's it's psychological. If you go to conservative people, they tend to be conservative. They tend to be less risky. They tend to want things that can be stable, that are the kinds of anti-inflationary hedge that Anthony is talking about. And they sell tons of this crap to people, or particularly old people, who know that if you can hold it in your hands and it's gold, then it's worth something. Yeah. Tangible, right? And they're scared of things like the Nasdaq, and they're scared of things like, like cryptocurrencies, and they're scared of things like um, shares. shares. Oh I mean, goodness. it's just too, so. If you tell an old person <laughs> you can have some gold, they go, "Oh yes, I'll have." Because in the old days, that backed up currency, so they understand in some primal way that it's going to give them a value that goes forward that doesn't necessarily start to run down. However, I mean. You tell me about the price of gold. It hasn't really delivered returns for anyone. No. Not in the last couple of years. And and as smart investors, we understand supply and demand. And if those people are demanding it, then obviously the price is going to go up. Just watch gold in October when it's the Indian wedding season. Gold price always rallies because there's demand for it. Huh. Gee. It's, it's quite an interesting phenomenon. So, yes, you can try and time it. And even somebody like me who doesn't like or doesn't really understand the fundamentals of gold, I know that my portfolio needs a little bit of gold as an inflation hedge, as I need property, shares, bonds, money market. Okay. So, okay, that's your question answered. Please don't write us about gold for at least another three weeks. <laughs> All right. Let's look at some other stuff. Retail sales. Right. So on the macro front, retail sales came in at 0.7%. That's for South Africa last week. We were expecting a 2% increase. So it was a little bit disappointing, especially seeing as August was 2.5%. But I think what's happening is that um, uh, consumers know that it's Christmas coming up. They also know that it's Black Friday coming up. And so they're not spending. 
Hmm. I think that's what it is. Mostly I think that's what it is. The interesting category was other retailers, which contributed 0.5% to the 1.5% year-on-year growth. So basically a third. And what sits in other categories is internet sales. So internet sales in South Africa is now suddenly taking off in a huge way, I think. Um, and again, I think that points to my Black Friday theory or you mean a people, week of Black Fridays as the retailers will have you us You mean believe. people have finally crossed the Rubicon into the land of buying stuff online? I mean, I've been in this land for a long time and it's been largely uninhabited. Yeah. Honestly, I, you meet people all the time and it's probably these old people who buy gold. But a lot of people are very nervous about using their credit card online. Let me tell you something. You should be nervous about using it in a place like a restaurant exactly. where it could be taken into the back and could be copied. You shouldn't be nervous about it online. In fact, online they have all kinds of quite rigorous processes that go on behind the scenes. Some of them developed by, um, uh, what's his name? The Shuttleworth. Dude. Shuttleworth. Yeah, way back yeah. in the day, right? You're probably safer online than you are in the real world. Exactly. You go to a mall, people can cough on you, plus they can steal your handbag and your child. Right, and... Remember, more difficult. remember there was a time when people really loved cash? They liked to carry around cash until it became dangerous to have cash on you? Bacteria all over your hands right. all day. <laughs> Ben's worried about the health aspect. <laughs> so many risks. But you're, you're, you're imagining that that's going up? Absolutely, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see these numbers increase so significantly. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, it, it does feel a bit like, oh, finally. <laughs> all right. In South Africa. Um, and then also still on the macro, Brent crude is now trading at about $67 a barrel, and the rand is a little bit stronger. So, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, the petrol price only changes once, once a month, but oil and your rand price changes every day. So we can't change the petrol price every day. But what we are seeing at the moment is that in South Africa, we are collecting one rand 49 per liter more than we should on the petrol price. So hopefully, 4th of December, when's that? Not next week, week oh, after. It's we just after my birthday, Anthea. When's your birthday? 2nd December. Well, we <laughs> might have a little birthday present for you, a right. lower petrol price. Ooh. I hope so. Yeah, don't count your chickens. Well, obviously, that's what they're going to do. So before we go on holidays, we can go, oh, look at the government. They give us stuff. Don't count your chickens. It's never happened. It doesn't happen that way. Government do not give you presents. Well, let's they hope take away. The oil price and the rand stay strong. Right. We do have the MPC this week as well. So that's going to be interesting because the last time we had it, it was close. Eh? They were almost, I mean, they kept it the same. So four of them said they wanted to keep it the same. And three were very hawkish and said they wanted to raise interest rates. And Francois Rupa, one of the deputy governors, has made a lot of noise. Um, he's obviously the biggest hawk. Um, about the fact that our target is three to six percent on inflation, and we're tra- and last came in at four point nine. He wants it back at the midpoint of three to six, which is four point five. Hmm. Um, so obviously he was one of them that voted for a rate increase. That would be mean before Christmas. It would be very mean. Yeah, but are they be. are they capable of being mean at the Reserve Bank? Oh, they don't care. No, don't no, no, care. no. This is all about the economy. This is about the numbers. Yeah. All right. Well. Let's hope that's not right. Uh, Company news. Okay. So in company news, wow, last week was hectic. It started on Monday with bombs, like bombs going off everywhere. Vodacom down 8%. British American Tobacco down 11%. Robosis down 21%. Soho was down 3%, but then carried on a little bit lower on Tuesday. And I'll tell you why. Let's start one at a time. Vodacom reported interim results. Pretty messy because they're adopting IFRS um, 15. What is that? 
It's an accounting practice. Don't oh, worry about it. God. Uh, I know, right? Oh, that How sounds dull. horrible. <laughs> Ifris 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's for the accountants. Let them have their oh, day. This is why I'm not on a board. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> exactly. Um, that was the first issue. And then their costs related to the BEE deal, which they concluded in this half's results. Um, so HEPs was down, headline earnings per share, mm-hmm. was down 13.5%. Although if you take the BEE deal out, headline earnings per share was actually up 6%. Yeah. So earnings a bit light, but not disastrous. You, you know, so, I mean, it is what it is, and we kind of have to go through it. Slightly better than MTN, which we saw the week before. And then British American Tobacco, and I'm sure you've all but, seen But hang on a second. Yes? Th- these, these cell phone networks, these guys have been printing money for the last mm-hmm. 20 years. Printing it. They've been making a fortune. Suddenly the tide has turned. They saw this was coming a little while ago. They tried to make plans. Have any of them got the plans right to the point where they keep growing? Because it looks to me like they're now starting to shrink, which was predictable. Yes. Um... You know, I would say that MTN is probably your best bet when it comes to that because of their global footprint and the fact that they're doing things like they've got Rob Shooter, who's an ex-banker, and his ex-banker teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've applied for license of mobile money in Nigeria. So you can see where that's going, right? Okay. Um, and then, of course, there's the Spectrum auction, which is coming up, and that's going to cost whoever gets it a fortune. So no, I don't. I don't know that they have done that well. Other than the move from voice to data, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's. They, they, they definitely need to change. None of them are do doing something. anything innovative right now, are they? Anything that they, impresses you? Um, not particularly. No. Okay, so let's just. Uh, sorry, I, I had mean, to like pause even, it there. Sure, no, you're absolutely right. And even MTN, we talk about the banking, right? But even if they do go into banking, they've got all these competition. They've got time. They've got Bank Zero. Um, Discovery Bank launched last week. I mean, we need to talk about that because they claim. We're white. (laughs) Well, speak for yourself. (laughs) Um, So they claim to be the first behavioral behavioral bank in the world. And you know why, right? Because they've got all this data on vitality members, which is only a million. But I tell you what, as soon as Discovery Bank launches in March next year, I'm in. Because if you meet your targets, which I'm already doing from a health perspective, on any money that you save, they will pay you 3% more than the market rate. Um, and on any credit, like a mortgage or any debt, I should say, on your mortgage or your car loan, they will give it to you at 6% less than the market rate. I'm in for paying 6% yeah, less no, it for my It makes perfect mortgage. sense. It's difficult to actually really go against that. Yeah. Why would you? So I don't think they're going to have bank branches, um, but yeah, it's, it's not needed. Exactly. Again, you got the tech, I, I you got the innovation. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, who wants to go to a bank branch? Um, so yeah, so no, these these cell phone camp or, or these telecoms really struggling. I mean, the other one, of course, is telecom, who are the second largest property owners in the country. Hmm. I mean, there's a yeah. Well, that's what one are they way to keep the money up. There you go, right? right. So what are they going to do about it? Release property, sell property? Well, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. Not but a then bad what plan. happens? What kind of business do you have then? No business because you sold your assets. All right. Um, you, you mentioned the others. Let's just finish off that long list. Uh, the sure. Rebosis. Who the hell are they again? Rebosis are a property company. They released full year eighteen results. 
uh, distribution for the year was down 28% and property mm. companies are all about paying dividends. So if you're going to earn property companies, oh you want the income. Generally, that's how it works. How are the <laughs> others in the property business doing? Oh, no, it's been a disaster. This year has been oh. an unmitigated disaster. First, because we had this um, Viceroy report on resilient, not so resilient. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it was shocking. And, and Robosis, for example, their second half results was down 53% on their first half results. <laughs> and cool. part of it's got to do with something they call New Frontier Properties, which is a UK-based regional shopping center, which is listed in the UK. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a disaster. British American Tobacco? So this is interesting because you would have read this in the news. The, the FDA, the um, US um, authority, is wanting to ban menthol cigarettes. Hmm. Um, and the reason they're doing this is because they think that menthol cigarettes are an entry point for youngsters to get into smoking. And so they say it's dangerous ah. as well as that, which makes sense, right? Because they're lighter, they've got flavor. They're also going to ban or wanting to ban flavored cigarettes. And here's the problem is that all those vaping mm-hmm. machines, they're all flavored. So it's an easy entry point to smoking. And the FDA is saying, no, this is unhealthy. This is bad for you. We, this is how we're going to curb, stop people from being unhealthy and smoking. There was like a myth going around years ago that menthol cigarettes would cause male infertility. And I thought it would be that for the, the, the reason for the ban, but no. I also heard that menthol cigarettes, oh, my machine's just died, cause crystals on your lungs. But I think it was what? also a myth. Yeah. Oh, come on. Only in the festive <laughs> season. <laughs> All right. Uh, Twinkly lungs for Christmas. Okay. Um, can I quickly interject with something from Lindsay? She just sent an email now and said, I was listening to you, Anthea, talking about the A2X last week. And remember a previous conversation about how much money you said you would have made if you'd bought shares in the JSE when it launched. Seems like the opportunity to get in on the ground floor with the rival exchanges here. How do you go about purchasing shares in the A2X exchange? So A2X is currently not listed, unfortunately. And I don't think it's as simple as it was for the JSE because don't forget, this, the JSE was the only exchange. And so they had, a, they were a monopoly, basically. And they still are. And they're so much further down the line when it comes to tech. Tech and having access to London and there you go and fiduciary um, insurance and all this sort of thing. So I think it's going to be difficult for the other exchanges to come in. Um, But unfortunately, they're not listed anyway, so you can't buy shares in them. Hmm. All right, back to the list of companies that we were talking about just a minute ago. Soho Sun is the last one. Tell yeah, me about because them. because a couple of months ago I told you about how you should be buying Soho shares because what they're doing is they're disposing or unbundling the seven mixed-use casino properties. Again, um, entertainment company but actually holds lots of properties and how they were going to distribute the excess cash to shareholders. Mm-hmm. And we figured that there was what? At the time, I think like 23% upside. Guess what happened last week? Soho came out and said they had um, spoken to shareholders at the AGM and shareholders were not going to approve the unbundling. How crazy is that? I mean, you would think that a company like that who spends probably a year, more than a year, working on a big deal like this, putting together, strategizing how very clever of them, would at least canvas shareholders, right? Say, please, you're going to vote in favor of this deal, oh, wow. unbundling, right? Um. So surprise. Ve- shock. A, tur- a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I was very disappointed. But Henry, um, you'll remember Henry. I know he hasn't been on for a while, has he? We need to get him back on. Yeah, here. I think we do. Um, 
he's the analyst on this. And so I kind of rushed over to him and said, like, what are we doing with this? Because I, I, I was going to sell my shares immediately. But we looked at the numbers again. And even with the unbundling, Soho still looks relatively cheap. So we decided to hold on to our shares um, in the hope that they'll not necessarily get the transaction through, but that they'll keep their growth trajectory. And then I know I haven't listed this for you, Gareth, but there was some good news. Tor? Yes. Aha, uh-huh. so you noticed. Tell me. <laughs> Ethos, which is a private equity, and Apex, which is a banking group, made a bid to buy out the entire share capital of Tor. Hmm. Um, they're going to pay 820 million rand. Tor was up 18%. Wow. Um, and then, of course, Stellar Capital, which earns 57% huh. of Tor, was up 9% on Monday and then another 8% on Tuesday. And I do believe you and I still sit on these gosh darn Stellar Capital shares, right? Yeah, well. <laughs> and here's the twist. Charles Pettit, ex-CEO of Stellar Capital, is the founder of Apex. Oh. So he's... Is that legal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember, he was the CEO of Stella. Uh He created this great structure where Uh him and Christo Visa were going to get lots of benefits, and hopefully we were all going to benefit from their great ideas. Yes. And then he left, and now he's gone somewhere else and gone, well, actually, I still want my Stella capital structure or tour structure. All right. Finally, uh, Tencent, the results came out on Wednesday. Last yeah, week. so big one, of course, because of NASPERS, right? You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, 33% of NASPERS. Very difficult. <laughs> Hang on, let me rephrase that. I say difficult because all the analysts are going, looking at it and going, oh, revenue has not increased as much as it has in the last three years, you know, so revenue growth is slowing. Net income surged by 30% for the quarter to $3.4 billion. It's okay. I'm going to be okay with a company that can grow net income by 30%. I mean, the real issue, of course, with Tencent is that the Chinese government are trying to get the youngsters to stop playing all these online games. And, you know, Tencent is a great gaming um, business. Um, but Tencent really, they, they, they're smart about this. You know, they've um, boosted their earnings by including an investment in something called Made to One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, which is a food delivery business. So, again, diversification, saving them. Um, and they really are kind of tightening the belt around marketing um, and advertising just so that they get through this very difficult period of Chinese government regulation, basically. All right. Um, and, of course, don't forget they still have WeChat, which… Uh, which seems to be doing fine everywhere except… In, uh, sorry, it's doing fine in China and nowhere else. Yeah, but China's a it's all they people. need. Yeah, it's all they need. No, no, of course. <laughs> exactly. I mean, anywhere else you'd go, wow, what a success! But yeah. somehow they expect more. Yeah. All right. They're still making tons of money out of gaming. Oh, absolutely. Tons. But a- a- advertising is really where where it grew. It was up forty seven percent in the third quarter. Whew. Yeah, that's not terrible. Is no, it? not terrible at all. Get fingers crossed for the NPC this week, then, eh? Yeah. All right, right, so we'll keep an eye. Thank you very much, Anthea. If anything dramatic happens, we'll hear from you. Otherwise, have a good week and get some rest after doing that cycle race. Thank you. All righty. Anthea Gardner, everybody, and a look at the markets this morning.